This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. That monkey's my fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to that Super Fan Talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and this is the show that knows that there's no better way to break tension than some good old hysterectomy jokes. Joining me tonight <laughs> in the historic Infinite Potato Studios, we have Rick. How are you, sir? Strasvitia Tovarish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the extent of my Russian, though, so you're, you're, you're safe for the rest of the night. <laughs> and Jen is here as well. How are you? I'm fine. I have no idea what Rick just said, but it sounded hot. <laughs> and uh, joining us, you've probably heard him on uh, Captain Game Show once or twice. Uh, we have Philip. How are you? Bonjour, moi. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tonight we are going to be uh, talking mostly about uh, pretty much all about Black Widow. So as promised, we're doing a Black Widow review this episode. As we're recording this, it's been about two weeks since the movie came out. And it'll probably be about another week and a half before this episode comes out. So <laughs> we're going to spoil it's been long enough, mm, okay. so it's going to be a spoiler-filled episode. Uh, so if you haven't seen Black Widow yet and you care about spoilers, then don't listen to this episode. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to it after that. So uh, first of all, before we get into talking about the movie, how did you guys watch it? Because this was the first time that a Marvel movie has come out since uh, COVID started. So it's the first Marvel movie that they offered in both theaters and on Disney Plus Premium at the same time. So how did you guys watch it? I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to go see it in, in the theaters. Uh, and then due to our uh, going out of town uh, and stuff. And then uh, just scheduling with childcare and stuff. It, it just it just wasn't, wasn't possible uh, for us to get to the Simina. Um, and... Uh, and my opinions on paying $30 on top of a uh, subscription are well known. We don't need to rehash that again. Um, so I was going to uh, bow out of this one because uh, we're not paying 30 bucks for, you know, on top of 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without going, you know, and no, it wouldn't cost us that much to go anyway. So um, it's also a principal thing. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I know a guy who uh, hooked me up. <laughs> do you uh you know that when you pay when you pay that thirty dollars you get to keep the movie yeah like it's your care. movie <laughs> okay I don't, I don't watch I, it, okay at the risk of going over this again it's not that I think that there shouldn't that they shouldn't charge okay I don't have a problem with that because I thought I had read it was twenty bucks and I was like I am totally cool with that but then when I went and it was thirty bucks and no ten bucks one way or another isn't going to break me but Everybody that pays 30 bucks for a movie, when they're already subscribed to the channel, is saying, yes, please give it to me harder next time. Um, <laughs> to well, to be fair, they haven't, they haven't upped the price. It's been every time that they've done this, it's been 30 bucks. Exactly. And I think that's too much. And yes. I, I, have a, I have a problem with them. You know, if it was like, no, I, I have a problem with paying more to watch something on my TV at home on a service I already pay for, then it would cost me to go to the cinema and see it for. Okay. Rick, where are you? I'm in Florida. I see. Uh, I believe I have sometimes purchased things from Florida theaters just so I can get like a, a, a Blu-ray, not Blu-ray, but like a digital download. Cause it would be mm-hmm. less expensive for me to do that than um, do it here. And I, and I do think it's like, as a as a as a uh, static price point for some people, it's going to be great. I'm from New York. I live in Arlington, Virginia. For me, it seems great, but there are other yeah. places where <laughs> it might not. Yeah, I, I I do understand that there are you know like New York, you practically have to mortgage your house to go to the movies. Um, but and and I guess my my problem with it is more a matter of you know. If it was on a sliding scale, which I know that's that's probably impossible, um, but just because something costs something somewhere else, and I don't I don't know the point I'm trying to make, <laughs> but you know I appreciate that thirty dollars for two people to see a movie in some places is a bargain. Here it's double what I would pay to go on my own with my wife. Yeah, and, and for me, I, I, so I watched on Disney Plus, and. I was going to go to the theater, but I ended up getting sick and I just didn't, I I didn't want to be sitting in a theater sniffing and coughing the whole time, you know, but I don't have, so I know we've talked about this before and you said that you usually go like to an afternoon matinee and it usually costs you less than $30, but see the afternoon matinees at the theaters around here are still going to cost almost $30. And then if I get a snack or something like that, but I'm also paying for the, the 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 fact that I don't have to worry about somebody talking during the movie. I don't have to. I can pause it and go to the bathroom, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. for for me, I love going to the movies. I love going to the theater, and I haven't been to a theater since COVID started, and I was really looking forward to doing it this time. But for certain movies, now I'm not gonna. I didn't do it. I didn't do it for some of the others that Disney has released. But for certain movies. This being one of them, any a Marvel movie being one of them, uh, the thirty dollars is uh, is a bargain. A lot of this stuff, you you rent the movie and you have to watch it within forty eight hours and then it's gone. Yeah, but th- these you get to keep as long as you've got Disney Plus, you've got the movie. So 
I, I think the, the point I was trying to make a little bit earlier, and, and I think I figured out the best way to articulate it, is, I mean, yes, we will occasionally splurge and go, you know, to a later show and get dinner there and drinks and, and you know, yes, we'll spend way more than 30 bucks on a movie, but mm-hmm. it's voluntary. We made that decision. We could have just gone bare bones, but we decided to splurge. With this mo- with this business model that they're using now, it's like you either drop the thirty bucks or you're SOL. Yeah, yeah, and that that is that. kind of my problem with it. I think I'm the only one who actually went to the theater. This is <laughs> well, we wanted to, but we we couldn't. I, yeah, we ended up going to the theater because we have a theater here that that they have. You can get dinner there and actually eat dinner while you're watching the film. So we go and do that as a treat once in a while. The last time we did that was for Wonder Woman 1984 back in December, um, and then they closed the actual theater down for four months. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but they reopened back up about a month ago. So we ended up going for, I was like, I want to go see Black Widow and get pizza. Okay. So we went and uh, that was with the dinner. That was probably 50 bucks. So yeah, if we had done Disney plus, it would have been a bargain, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we were going to do. We had to, we have a theater in town or close, close to town. That's uh reclining seats and, they serve, you know, you can order a burger or pizza or whatever, and they'll bring it to you and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, I got, I got, I got sick. So we didn't, uh, so we didn't know we had already paid for the tickets. I had to get a refund on the tickets and everything. Philip, how'd you see it? Three in the morning, premier access. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm a big see it as early as you can person. And I thought I was in a bit of a pickle because the early way to see it would have been to go to a theater at 5 PM on Thursday. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, Disney was like, no, Three in the morning on Friday. I don't, you know, I don't know what the rationale there is, but there must be some rationale. Um, and just just feed Premier Access deep into my veins. Everything Premier Access, please. P- Shang-Chi, Premier Access, please. Eternals, Premier Access, please. Um, probably not going to happen, but I, that, I, I got, look, I got a great TV and I got a great, and I have, I have great headphones. So I love it. I think Shane Chi is going to have Premier X. I don't know about any of the others. I think they're going to do that. Isn't but, that a series? No, Shane Chi is going to be. That's a that's the next Marvel film that comes out in September. But I can tell you the reason. The reason it's three in the morning. You, you, you're in New York, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Arlington. Yeah, so it's three in the morning because that's midnight on the West Coast. But it's but I I I understand like that from like Netflix and just uh, like when Loki comes out and if I wanted to watch it you know I understand how that works but it was five p.m. on Thursday like the Thursday before so it was yeah. already out on Thursday and and like that was a it was weird to get up at three in the morning for something that was out at five p.m. the previous day that I've never done before. When did this premiere premiere on Thursday thing start? Because when I was a teenager. Stuff would premiere on Thursday night, but it would be like a midnight show. Yeah, now, that, yeah. I think it started in the mid two thousands. Yeah, uh, it's now the recent. Thursday thing you can go at like four o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday, and you can see the movie that's coming out on Friday. Yeah, here it's seven. It's seven p.m. is when they come out. But yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> we went to see that. We went to see the last. Uh, uh, the last Star Wars movie that came out was the last time that I went to the theater, and we got there around four because I was going to buy our seven o'clock tickets and then we were going to go get dinner. And then we got to the theater and 
they were like, well, you know, we got one starting in 15 minutes. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we'll watch it now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so we're talking about Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Wise, and uh, Ray Winstone, among others. Written by Eric Pearson and directed by Kate Shortland. We haven't been exactly deprived of Marvel over the last year or so. We, we, we've had three TV shows. There hasn't been a film since uh, Far From Home came out. That's New Mutants Erasure. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> as far as MCU, this is the first uh, the first movie that we've had. So th- did this movie scratch the itch for you guys? We'll, we'll give our uh, initial impressions. Philip, what you, would you think of the movie overall? I'd give like a three and a three and a half out of five. Um, I, there was an interesting combination of it would have been better if I knew less about the movie and more about what came before. Like the trailer spoiled a lot of Taskmaster for me. It spoiled the climax. I knew about uh, the Countess from Captain America, from Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I knew about Florence Pugh surviving because I know she's like tied up in other things. And it's like, so there was uh, all these things that were like, well, I already know. I'm like, yeah, I know Black is going to survive, but like there were truly, there were like almost no stakes. So it was like, uh, all the stuff is already going to happen. I know it's and if, like if if I haven't seen the skydiving part yet, then I know the skydiving part's coming up. And that was the climax of the movie. They put the climax of the movie in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, there's all this stuff that I didn't retain. Like I don't remember. I, I didn't see Avengers and think I wonder what happened with Drykov's daughter. That that's red on her ledger. Like I, I haven't seen. I hadn't seen Moonraker. I've since seen it twice. Don't recommend it. Like I, I didn't remember Natasha's vest. <laughs> I didn't remember. Thank you for your cooperation. I don't know who Rick Mason is from the comics. And it's all this stuff that like, oh, like maybe if I had, if, if I, if I had retained some more, more nerdy stuff, I might've liked this more. And if I hadn't been spoiled on this other stuff, I also would have liked this movie more. All right. Well, uh, Rick, what about you? I enjoyed it. I, you know, it, it did suffer from having been finally released almost two years after it was supposed to come out. Uh, which I, I don't know that we can hold that against the movie. You know, uh, again, I think I'm, I'm both, uh, it's both a, a, a blessing and a curse to have zero knowledge of any of these characters other than what we've seen on screen. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that, that, um, that y'all were, that you were just talking about was just went right over my head. Um, until afterwards, you know, watching all of the 25 things you didn't <laughs> notice in Black Widow. I'm like, I saw it. I just didn't know I was supposed to notice it. Yeah, I mean, any prequel always has that, that well, we know you're not going to die. So, <laughs> um, But it was, it was fun. It was, a, it was a, a, a fun action flick. We had to watch it over two nights. We didn't, uh, just because of people and animals and stuff, we couldn't watch it all the way through. Um but it it was enjoyable. I think it's hilarious how many people are so bent out of shape about the helicopter. I'm like, that's the hill you're going to die on. In this <laughs> Wait, what do you mean about the helicopter? I, I haven't heard this discourse about the the helicopter getting shot to absolute shit and it not affecting it whatsoever until it ran out of gas, <laughs> and then it just drops out of the sky. <laughs> but you know, n- never mind all the scenes where any of the characters fall. You know, from great heights, bouncing off of numerous buildings and bricks and broken glass and getting shot and just going ow <laughs> but but the helicopter took too yeah, many bullets I've, without blowing I've, I've heard people complaining that 
so this is not really a superhero movie is because black widow is not a superhero. She doesn't have powers, but yet she's able to do all these things and, and she doesn't get hurt. And I answer that with, have you ever seen like a mission impossible movie or a fast and furious movie or anything like that? Because that, that's just action movies. Nobody wants to go watch an action movie yeah. where the hero gets his head blown off halfway through. All right, Jen, what about you? Okay, can I first say, what is it with Marvel movies and having the evil layer floating in the middle of the clouds somewhere that they have to infiltrate? That's in <laughs> so many Marvel movies. Um, beyond that, uh, yeah, on top of that, yeah, uh, the many times that Scarlett Johansson dropped out of stuff and landed on things, and uh, yeah, she just should have died like ten times in this film. And they even showed her like she had all these bruises and stuff. I'm like, no, she she should have died. <laughs> uh, David Harbour was definitely a highlight. Uh, he was he was David Harbour, but he pulled it off well. Um, I actually have the Black Widow miniseries comic books where Yelena is introduced. Um, she is not a surrogate sister in that. She just kind of shows up and goes, I'm the black wid- new Black Widow. And Natasha's like, what? <laughs> 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 Completely different. Uh, she's still blonde in that, though. But uh, And she's in a much sexier outfit, and it's weird. But it's the movie has nothing, almost nothing to do with the co- comic miniseries that it should have been based on. In fact, I think the comic miniseries had a slightly better plot. But, um... Yeah, that was, I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, I agree with Rick that, yeah, it really should have come out when it was supposed to. Uh, It being delayed, I think, hurt it to a degree, especially considering where in the Marvel timeline it takes place. And we know what's going to happen. But otherwise, uh, Scarlett Johansson did a good job. I was surprised at how good Rachel Weisz was, though her Russian accent was kind of (laughs) wavery. Um, other than that, I mean, it's great. And obviously they're leading up to for, uh, since we said we're going to spoil the credit scene showed that she's going to be in Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's going to be cool. And she's already shown in the Wikipedia page for Hawkeye that, that she's going to be in the show. Um, and obviously she's the new black widow. It was pretty much a black widow origin movie for the new black widow. Which I'm okay with because, you know, Scarlet's no longer doing the part after this. Uh, and she, the character is no longer with us. And they have uh, apparently no intention to bring her back in the ways that they did with Loki and Gamora. So, yeah, I, I think it's not a fantastic film, but I think it's an enjoyable film. It's, it's, it's no The Dark World, I'll give yeah, you that. True, it's not the worst, <laughs> but it's not the best either. I'm just saying. Can I pose a question to the group? Mm-hmm. Would the movie have been more interesting if it took place in between the snap and the blip? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think that would have mattered because with the exception of, of you know, the, the, the Hawkeye reference, uh, there was very little mention of the other Avengers. Um, in fact, I was saying to, I was talking to my wife after we watched it. And at first I was like, is this the first Avengers solo movie that didn't have any of the others in it? And then we were like, no, 
Captain America obviously couldn't. And then Iron Man didn't because they didn't exist yet um, in a cinematic way. Um, so, but, you know, usually the, the quote unquote solo movies are still Avengers movies, just with a more of a focus on a single. No, Tony was around. No, Tony, Iron Man was still around. This actually takes place after Civil War. What I'm saying is that in the, the original Iron Man movie, the one that started all of this stuff, they hadn't started any of this yet, so there were no other events. Yeah, but you also have to remember, she wouldn't have called Tony anyway because they were on opposite sides of the Sarkovia Accord. Yeah, but we but we didn't see any of the other Avengers, so I never really got a feel for where in the time. I mean, I kind of, you know, I knew rationally where it was taking, what you know, when it was taking place, but to answer Philip's question... I, I didn't the, the the placement of it in the Marvel timeline didn't really have any bearing on on how I felt about the movie one way or the other. Yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like the fact that we can we can lose a character in the series, but we can still have them come back and do movies because when somebody dies, you can still tell stories about that person. You know, mm-hmm. um, but well, I also like that this was not you know like in in the Thor movies where afterwards everybody's like where the hell was everybody else when the earth was about to be destroyed and all of reality was about to be wiped out this had small enough stakes that it made sense that there was nobody else yeah yeah i've also i've heard complaints that this movie didn't need to exist because it's like i said it's a it's a chapter that ultimately doesn't matter in the overall arc of the Avengers timeline and everything. But like I said, I I like the fact that we can bring characters back that we've already seen. Stephen King kind of did something like this a few years ago because he wrote his dark tower series. Uh, and in, and it ended in like 2002 or three, but he wrote a book that takes place in the middle, you know, let's go back and put it in the middle of it. You know, the characters aren't going to die in this one, but it's just another story with these characters. So, um, so I like that. I thought this was a really good uh, action spy movie with just a little bit of superhero stuff sprinkled in. Let's just uh, let, let's let's dig into the movie a little bit. So um, Natasha killed Drakeoff's daughter. Now, I know she comes back later in the movie and we find out that she didn't die. But thinking about that, does the fact that she thought she killed her and she did it on purpose <laughs> Does that change the way that you look at her as a as a hero now? No, no, not at all. Just because you don't want to think about it, <laughs> because she killed a child on purpose. <laughs> well, she killed a child on purpose, not to defend child killing on purpose. She, but she yeah. killed a child on purpose to be like, well, if the child is there, Drakov must be there. It's not like she. It's not like Nick Fury was like, I need you to kill Drakov's daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she was trying to topple the head of the Black Widow program to like ensure her way of getting out and then moving over to Shield. That's my understanding of it. And like, yeah. and then and, and it was collateral damage. Drakov's daughter was Drakov's daughter was collateral damage. And there's collateral damage in all these movies. I mean, that's the point of the Sokovia Accords, right? Is that like right, at some point yeah. you got to stop it. But if, if we know it, if there's already been massive collateral damage, then I don't, I don't, I don't see differently about this individual one that she also clearly cares about. Like, it, oh, this, yeah, this is the red that. on her ledger that was in so, so many things. Uh, it's not like she was like, "Yes, good, I get to blow up the baby." No, it was, it was at least you know I only watched the movie once, so maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it, it looked more like 
oh shit, the kid's there too. Yeah, she felt guilty. Oh, yeah, well. she felt guilty about <laughs> it for sure. You know, it wasn't I'm gonna blow up the kid with the dad. It was I'm blowing up the dad. Oh damn it, the kid's there. Nothing I can do about it now. Well, I took it as she saw the kid in there, so she knew that he was in there, so she blew it up. But I mean, the whole point of the of the of the Black Widow character is that she's done terrible things in the past, but becoming an Avenger helped her to redeem herself, and then ultimately she sacrifices herself so that the boringest character on Earth can survive and get another series. So, you know, <laughs> what she did in the past is. To me, not. I mean, it, it, it didn't affect how I feel. I, I I love the character. I really enjoy Black Widow. I enjoy Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I could probably like somebody else as a Black Widow. I don't know. We haven't seen that yet, so uh, we'll see. But it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I do like the callback to the first Avengers movie because you know Loki tormented Natasha by talking about the red in her ledger, and she and he mm-hmm. and he said Drakeoff's daughter. You know. And they said that when he said Drakeoff's daughter, they had no inkling of what that meant. It was just something they put in the script. And yeah. they said, oh, now we can flesh it out. <laughs> yeah, and then they talked more about yeah, they talked more about her and Hawkeye in Budapest, too. It's Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> Budapest. <laughs> All right. So the Americans are working on the tech that became what the Russians used in the Winter Soldier program, the brainwashing and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm getting it. So if the red guardian hadn't stolen the plans and burned down the lab, then would the Americans have created a, a, a mind controlled uh, winter soldier type person? Well, at least Hydra would have. Yeah. Cause they were already, and I guess shield was already kind of infiltrated by Hydra at that point. They just didn't know it yet. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you see the, the uh, flashback at the beginning and, and you looked at the car and there was a Hydra symbol on the side of the car. Well, I saw I saw the car said shield. I don't remember seeing a. Hydra and there was a hydra symbol above it. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't know anything about the Red Guardian until I heard that this movie was coming out. So, and then I looked him up, and I know he's like the Russian equivalent of Captain America. But I've got a question: Is there a difference in how the super serum works? Compared to how the person takes care of themselves, well, it depends. Uh, it, go ahead, go ahead. No, oh, oh sorry. You, no, you go. You go ahead, Philip. <laughs> I mean, we don't. We don't know which super serum this is. There have been multiple super sera. I don't know what the plural of serum is. <laughs> um, in you know, there's whatever the Red Skull took. There's whatever uh, Steve Rogers took. There's whatever Isaiah Bradley took. There's whatever they gave to Blonsky. There's whatever Banner did. There's, and that those might those whatever they give to um, uh, John Walker and uh, um, Flag Smashers, and those might all be different than what was given Red Guardian. We don't know if it's one of those seven. Right, oh, okay. right, and they kind of explained it in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that it enhances. Well, it was also explained in, in Captain America that it enhances the person who takes it. It enhances who they are to a degree. That's why they chose. Steve in the first place because he was such a good person and it just enhanced that. That's why all the other characters, like Walker in particular, it enhanced that he's not the best guy. <laughs> you know, he's got the dark side. Uh, and that's kind of come out in the other characters who've taken the serum too. Um, 
But yeah, there's different well, versions of it. Yeah, but as far as like their abilities, speaking as a fat old guy, that's what you're talking about. No, no, right? no. I wasn't. No. I'm, I'm, I'm a fat old guy. <laughs> I'm saying that um, I know it, it enhances like their personality and stuff like that. But as far as their actual abilities, he seems to have the same powers that Cat does. Yeah, pretty much because it doesn't but, enhances your strength. It actually slows your aging. Uh, it gives you uh, durability. And a couple other things, but we don't know if he has perfect memory. I think canonically MCU Cap has perfect memory. Cap like really works out and and has like this chisel physique. And David Harbor's not like in bad shape, but he has like a dad bod. Well, so, he's also aged, so it's the, the characters. Actually- That's what I said. You're talking about the fact that he turned into a fat old. <laughs> he's not fat. I'm just saying why why does Cap work out so much if he's going to be the same either way? <laughs> He likes well, it, uh, the serum, does, uh, the serum like. does slow their, uh, your aging. Uh, that's one of the side effects of it. Uh, not, it doesn't make you immortal, but it does slow your aging to a degree. And uh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, I think they picked David Harbor because because they made Guardian into a comic relief character, which in the comics he's not. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess they went, hey, let's cast David Harbour and make everyone absolutely forget about, you know, him doing Hellboy. And yeah, <laughs> he'll be great. I don't know. I will, I will say the, the Blonsky serum doesn't change, didn't change Blonsky's musculature at all until he then does some weird gamma stuff, I think. Um, so it's entirely possible that they gave it to, um, the, David Harbour's character. What's 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 um, Red Guardian's name? I can't remember. Uh, no, it's, not, it's totally possible they gave it to him, and he just looked like that. And like, yeah. and so, he, like, and he, and so he actually has stayed in amazing shape for whatever he's been like having to do in a prison for thirty years. Yeah, because Steve Rogers was a little shrimp, and he took the serum and he turned into a big jacked up dude. You know, this is true. This and, is this is fact. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, Red Guardian, he just, he looks he looks the same. <laughs> but, but but if he did the Steve Rogers thing, you couldn't get the joke of him squeezing into the costume. That, that, yeah, that was part yeah. of it too. But uh, again, he's the character's aged because Red Guardian was around back in the oh shoot, I want to say the eighties is when he came around. Um, so he was around during the Red Scare and all that, and. By the time the the flashbacks take place at the beginning of the film, that's nineteen nine, you know, mid nineties. So he's quote unquote retired as the Red Guardian at that point, and they're undercover. Well, they just threw it. They, well, yeah, I guess we don't know. We just didn't see him. We didn't see him in costume. He didn't. Well, say, until didn't later, say. but th- yeah. that was the joke. <laughs> you yeah. know? Do you think the Red Guardian actually met a Captain America? And if so, what's your headcanon for that? No, because he, he he was lamenting that he never got to the 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 joke, or the, the I guess I don't know if you call it if a joke is right. This is one of the few trivia things I did stumble across is when uh what's her name? Not Natasha. The the other girl, Elena. I can't remember her name because uh, uh, Elena. What is it? Elena. 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 Something like that. Anyway, I. I I, y'all are gonna hate me, but she was. I when I found out she was gonna be the one going on, I was like, "Oh goody, her and Hawkeye is gonna are gonna be the blandest series ever made." Um, 
Send your hate mail to me. I was considering I've seen the cast list and Haley Stansfield's going to be in it. I'm like, actually, it's not going to be too bad because she's amazing. I don't know why. I don't Um, know why people hate Hawkeye so much. He's he's well, he's the most boring character at least so far. And they've actually made in jokes about the fact that he's the most boring character in the MCU. But but anyway, anyway, she she called uh, Red Guardian Crimson Dynamo, and he corrected her. And while that was just kind of a funny moment on screen, Crimson Dynamo was a different hero who did fight Captain America. Well, we don't know if there's an ending versus Crimson Dynamo. Well, actually, uh, the, the character that would have been Crimson <laughs> Dynamo would have been um, Whiplash. Or Whiplash's dad from Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's Whiplash's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't – so, like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the Crimson Dynamo reference, but I don't, we don't know if there's an MCU Crimson Dynamo. Um, mm. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not so sure about this – you guys seem sure that the movie establishes that he has not met Captain America, and I don't know what scene you're referring to. I thought that he said Captain America was his nemesis. Really? That's my, yeah, that's he what had, I remember him he saying. He tells yeah. a story to and then he, yeah to to um to uh, Ursa Major, uh, another <laughs> little, little red. Um, what, what, were they, what are they called? Um, the uh, Winter Guard. Winter Guard reference there. Um, that he he fought Cap and then he took the shield and he threw the shield at him and Ursa Major's like that's impossible. Cap was on ice in 1980, um, but I don't think but I don't take that to mean that like oh he definitely didn't meet Cap. I don't think he was talking about Steve Rogers. I think he was talking about one of the other people that have used the because you know we he met. Could be talking about a time traveling Steve Rogers. Yeah, I've, I've I've read that too. I've read that too, or. Or he could be talking about what's his name Isaiah that we met in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He might I think Isaiah would have been in jail in the 1980s. Isaiah was active during the Korean War. I think and I, I get the I get the sense we actually don't really know. I guess when he when he left jail, but he was in jail for like for like the end of the the quote end of the Korean War. The Korean War is mm-hmm. still going on. Um, yeah, technically, <laughs> <laughs> until like not very long ago. Sean, did you see that? Yes, uh, Scott is on deck. Hey. There he is. Oh, Scott is? That's John. Oh, that's John? Oh, I thought it oh. was. <laughs> he's been chatting. <laughs> John is here. Oh, I don't, I don't have the chat up. That's probably. <laughs> Awkward. I didn't, you know, I didn't look at the name. I was just, we were, I thought we were, we were waiting for Scott. I didn't know you were going to be here today. Yeah, we are waiting for Scott, but, uh, and he's, he said he'll be here as soon as he can. Um. Yeah, so Hi. I don't know unless yeah. unless they put something in in canon later saying that there's been more Captain Americas than the ones that we've met, which I think is possible. But I have read a theory that they could be talking about a time traveling Steve Rogers, but I don't know how that would work because you would think that he wouldn't want to screw up the timeline. The TVA might get involved. <laughs> yeah, now, now we know that they exist. <laughs> wouldn't it be Captain's America? Captain's America. Oh. um i like at the beginning when they're running away i thought i thought american pie was just a little bit too on the nose but i did i did like the uh that that haunting uh, cover of smells like teen spirit that they played over the credits that was great yeah i like that yeah hashtag trailer core yeah (laughs) Can, can we talk about how drake off was harvey weinstein and it was not it was not subtle what? <laughs> mm, kind of, yeah. sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't subtle about it at all. I mean, it's right out there, and he, he even kind of looked like Harvey Weinstein. I, 
Well, and again, remember, this movie was supposed to come out almost two years ago, so it was in production right when the when the, the Me Too movement was at the beginning, yeah. I would believe. I, I would, I would like to state my vociferous opposition to this take. Okay. What's your take? <laughs> I think there are lots of people that in, in in the global patriarchy, I say that as a joke, but in sincerity also, because it's a real thing, um, that um, prey upon and groom um, people that are not male. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was it was more of a a, a uh, we're gonna create this character that kind of encompasses a lot of stuff that's been in the news over the last few years. I think Harvey Weinstein just kind of jumped out at me because I think that he really looked like Weinstein to me. Well, you got to understand if you've, have any of y'all seen Peggy Carter? Yes. Uh, Actually, Agent Carter, yeah. Yeah, Agent Carter stuff. Yeah, basically they established in that 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 program has been going on for much longer than people thought because they had a character who was in the program as a character in the show in both seasons. In yeah. Fact. And so he's the Ray Winstone's character is not the main dude who thought of this. It's been going on for a while. Oh, I know all that. I'm just saying that I think that this character that they created, they, they definitely wanted to speak to this issue that's going on because he even says, there's a quote. He says, look at him. These girls were trash. They were thrown into the street. I recycled the trash and I give them purpose. I give them a life. And it's almost this thing of I created you, you know, and I can destroy you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sure. almost. I mean, that's that's the, the threat that Weinstein was giving these women. Uh, you know, I, I created your career and I'll take it away, you know. I, I think it, uh, there's certainly parallels, and it's possible that there was some, you know, maybe not necessarily conscious uh, mirroring, but Weinstein is by no means the first nor the only middle-aged, powerful white guy to pull this shit. So I think that's it's more of, a, of an archetype than, you know, necessarily we're going to create our own version of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I just don't think it was very subtle at all. <laughs> no, but, but in, in the opening credits, you know, they, they they show these girls being put into containers and moved around. I know that they're being transported to the red room, but I've seen some uh, conversations happening online. There were a lot of women that watched this. Just were watching it through tears because there was de- a definite vibe and imagery of sex trafficking going on. Oh yeah, I I oh, totally got that vibe. Yeah. I mean, me yeah. being. The one with boobs in this room. Uh, I also have boobs. I take it on my side. Okay, okay, have, fine. All right. Okay. Well, I, I put on thirty pounds since the since the quarantine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. I, I retract my statement. <laughs> only thirty. You know, okay. See, you're the only one who should have them. <laughs> hey, hey! All body shapes are beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, that's, that's I, I, thank you, Phil. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I was cringing in a few spots of. Yeah, because it it, it it also brought up a lot of sex trafficking in my eyes and just, uh, was, oh, but also the fact that, you know, the grooming thing and the fact that they were brainwashed and all this other crap. I was just like, oh, this is, but that's kind of the point of the program. And, and actually, they didn't really explain how Natasha got out of it. 
She was before they started doing the hyper brainwashing drug thing. In fact, I think he says you were the one who made us like fast forward this program. Okay. Well, in Agent Carter, they kind of hinted that they were already doing the brainwashing. Well, but the, so. like with the chemicals and everything, or like the drugs, like the 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 whatever. They were well. They were doing psychological yeah. at that point. So yes, I mean, definite like psychological techniques of brainwashing they had always been doing. But as far as like the mm-hmm. intense, make your pig stop breathing level. That, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, that was a that weird was, scene. Uh, yeah. Was anyone waiting for Rose Byrne to show up? <laughs> what, what, like in what oh, capacity? Wow. Well, because because Rose Byrne features in the flashback in Age of Ultron to Natasha and in the oh River. no, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't watch Age of Ultron before. I didn't even think of that. No, I didn't think of that at all. I did think there'd be more ballet scenes though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily yeah. looking forward to it. I just thought there would be. Uh, I've I've thought a lot about um, the characterization of Natasha in Age of Ultron, and like, um, it's 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 really easy, I think, now to to dunk on Joss Whedon, and 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 I've I've no opposition if you want to do that. Um, I I I spent a good chunk of time in like 2015 being like, he doesn't mean that she's a monster because she can't have children. And like, actually looking back, like maybe he does mean that. I don't know. But just like how like a weird thing to just put into that interstitial big franchise movie that was also about Infinity Stones somehow. Um, <laughs> to just be like, and also uh, Hulk, it's okay if you can't stop me. Like what? What is that? And um, I th- they didn't like fully redeem that thing, but I I I much prefer the way it was handled in this movie. <laughs> At least they leaned into it and and made it a a, a point as opposed to just yeah I I you're, you're you know without going too far down the weed and rabbit hole I worshipped maybe a little too strong of a word but I adored all of his work. And then when it turned, you know, when when it came out that just what a piece of shit he is, reportedly, allegedly, uh, mm, uh, it just broke well, my heart. Okay, um, I, well, can I add something to that, Rick? Yeah. Okay, uh, so when I first saw the first Avengers movie, I immediately was like, "Why is he focusing on Scarlett Johansson's ass every time she's on screen? Why?" Well, he wasn't the first one or the only one to do. Well, that. okay. Even in this movie, the, even in, the, in this the film, there was a couple of spots. Yes, I agree. In the first like two <laughs> minutes of the film, we get a close up of her cleavage and then of her ass. I'm like, what the? F-? Anyway. I mean, yes. Don't get me wrong. Scarlett Johansson but. is a very attractive woman. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but we didn't need twenty shots of her ass in the first Avengers film, especially in that tight black outfit she had to wear. Poor thing. <laughs> I and when I saw it, I was like, Josh Whedon, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> do you do you think he did a worse job than John Favreau had done in Iron Man 2? I don't know if it is I don't know. I mean I don't I don't know if this is um which <laughs> which side of the scale this adds to. But I didn't notice any more butt shots of Scarlett Johansson in uh, Avengers 1 or 2 than I had noticed in... Uh, there, 
for better or for worse, there are always a lot of butt shots of stuff that happens in movies, in, 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 the, in mm. the MCU movies. So, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying I don't enjoy them. I'm not saying they're not gratuitous. I'm saying they're consistent. <laughs> so, you think, you think the Russos? The Russos also uh, the butt shots? The sexy shots. Yeah. But, but I don't, but, but none of them really. Now, that being said, the only time it really, really like memorably stands out to me is the uh, the hallway scene in Iron Man Two when she's making her big debut as as uh, point. Yeah, they had a good yeah. There was a clear scene. There was a butt scene. It was <laughs> such a poser. Lots of posing scenes. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. But it just it really didn't like to me. That's I mean, there's always a you know shirtless male shot too like it's i'm I'm not, I'm not yeah there's a lot of thor oh, I, shirtless I, so, just 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 Rogers so you know paul shirt. worked out so yes he has to bandage this wound on his <laughs> on his on his on his six-pack That's oh yeah I, I know for a fact that, that yeah hemsworth and rudd were both like ashamed that they had to do no shirtless I'm, I'm, saying, it's, they, it's, they, I'm not i mean so what I, you're saying is that there's a, there's gender equality. No, it's not. It. No, and, 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 <laughs> no, and I, knew, I knew that's what you're. Got a, <laughs> what my, my, point is, my point we did is, it. it is all horribly uh, objectifying, and it is much uh, more horribly yeah. objectifying for women. Good point. Uh, by the way, Scott's here. Scott's here. But honing in specifically <laughs> on Black Widow, I don't know that one movie is more objectifying than another. I think the reason it stood out to me more in this one is that I didn't expect it in this mm-hmm. one. I thought that this one was going to be above that sort of crap. And then literally within the first two minutes, we get a full, you know, full zoom in on her cleavage. And then 30 seconds later, an ass shot. And I, I, I only noticed it because I was expecting it to not be there mm, in this one. Okay. Why were you expecting it not to be in this one? Because I, well, at first, I, at first, on top, okay, and I may be mistaken about this. This is just an assumption. I can't say that I read this anywhere, but I had assumed that Scarlett had more say in what happened in this movie and might have objected to that because she fairly, again, and again, I may be, you know, the fact that this movie was made literally, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, didn't she fairly recently say that she's sick of this kind of stuff? I don't remember that. I, just I mean, I know she that is. she's. <laughs> yeah, I know that she snapped at a reporter for asking about her underwear a couple of times and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, she's been dealing with that ever yeah. since press for the MCU started. She's she that behavior is is fairly common. She's been giving some. Uh, some back talk to the sexist and misogynist questions fairly consistently and maybe snapped or back talk are not the best <laughs> ways to describe a reasonable, a reasonable, re- no, a reasonable it, response to uh, uh, an offensive question. The, the headlines were yeah. Johansson tears, you know, a reporter, a new one. And then you watch it and she's just like, really, we're going to go there. She's like, you're like the third person that's asking about my underwear. Yeah. Marvel's Black Widow destroys misogynist <laughs> interviewer. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just projecting. You know, I, I, I have absolutely no no basis for that opinion other than I, I was surprised it was in this movie. So that that's on me. No, I, I'm with Rick one hundred percent. I was I was feeling the exact same way. I was 
expecting this movie to focus on the character rather than her characteristics. And sure enough, I think it was when the power in her trailer went out and she was like bringing a gas can or carrying a gas can and the camera was behind her. Uh, it, it, you could almost hear the camera saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the gas can. See, no, I'm looking at the gas can. Really, really the gas can. That's all we're focusing on right now. Boom, 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 boom. And I was surprised by it as well, just like Rick was. And I think for the same reason, and Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like this is what you were trying to say, is that the movie, we all expected it to really focus on the character of uh, of Natasha. And for, for some reason, I just immediately had this confusion. Is it Natasha or Natalia? I had to pick one so we can continue. So we thought it was going to focus on, on her character and, and what happened to her post civil war before uh, infinity war and Endgame, And it was going to be more substantive because she was the, she's the title character and not, you know, scenery as she has been to a degree in some of the other films. So when we see a shot that really just focuses on her backside rather than her character, I think we were both silently watching or silently thinking to ourselves, movie, you can do better than this. Yeah. The movie does explain. I wasn't so silent about it, but yeah. No, yeah. I didn't have anyone else in the room to say it to. So I, <laughs> I'm not going to say that to the cat. I'll talk to my cat, but not, not, not about this. The movie does explain where she gets the Infinity War vest. And, you know, that's partially, not partially a joke, but also like part of what that vest represented I think was like, oh, she's not just wearing like a black leotard that's zipped down to like her sternum. Like she actually is wearing something that has some sort of utility and it's, and built into the utility is also a connection to her family. So like, oh, there's actually some more growth that you actually, than you even anticipated from before. Um, but I also might just be drinking the Russo Kool-Aid and thinking that like, yeah, everything the Russos did was so much better. I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> incorrect, but I also think, you know, we didn't need a, yeah, two and a half hour movie to show where she got the best. But it has so many pockets. <laughs> yeah, okay. To, to, to go back and and learn the origin story of a vest, I mean, I'm not going to say that it is without merit, but I think if they wanted to make the best a thing, then, then I would have preferred knowing about it before the Avengers duology. That ended her. Yeah, I, I, they didn't. They didn't show us the extended scene of her going to the store and buying the hair dye. <laughs> no, but they had the hair dye that she plopped down in her I trailer. Think, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much because I, I was that came in late as well, Scott. Um, we haven't talked about hair dye right. yet. Uh, you didn't talk about. You know, I'm not gonna. Nope, not gonna. It's too soon. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I sent Sean like my you know my little you know one paragraph review, and my biggest issue with the film I, I enjoyed it for the record I, I liked it I thought it was a good movie. Um, my biggest issue is is that it didn't come out, and I, and I know COVID, but just in terms of release, it it would have mm. been there was a, some movies you can kind of play with. You know, it's like a flashback, like Captain Marvel, I don't really think suffered because it didn't, you know, <laughs> come out in the 90s. But this film, I think, 
does because you know what happens to and i and i i went in really hoping that it wouldn't be the case where um I'm, because like i heard it that was um, other people's reviews and complaints is that you know i wish it would have come out like, or even before the movie had even come out you know i wish it would have come out chronologically and and yeah but that didn't necessarily i didn't necessarily count that as a strike against it but after having seen the film it kind of is a little bit. It kind of is a strike against it. Not just because you know what happens to her. It feels like the whole point of this tapestry of cinema is that it's all connected. And it feels very disconnected from now, like, she's the only character that we know that has anything to do with any of it. Yeah. They make references to other things uh, to other Avengers but it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, but that's because she was in hiding. She she had to go I, away. I, was, I saw the movie. From everybody. Get, well, I, <laughs> I know. I mean, but that's, I mean, no, it's explained why she separated. No, it's not just that she separated. I mean, this storyline, all of the characters are separated in their own films, but they're still having influences on other things in the MCU. The only effect that this film seemed to, and you know, I guess it's coming later, but it would have been nice as they're building this uh, tower, this Jenga tower of the infinity saga to have this brick in place, you know, where it should have been, frankly, I, I, I don't see the captain Marvel movie. There's kind of a benefit, I guess, if you know you see the you see the beeper at the end of uh, Infinity War and like oh Captain Marvel who's Captain Marvel and then you see the Captain Marvel movie or yeah. um, but here there there is no there's no reason for it not to have been released I mean you know when I show my kids the MCU I am putting this movie in the order let me let this all yeah. And and you're not wrong. We've been talking about wanting, you know, I've been talking about wanting a standalone Black Widow movie since Avengers. And a lot of people were, and I don't remember the dickhead's name, but there was that dude that was in charge of, of, yeah, who was like, you know, this, you know, woman helped, you know, and, and like removed Black Widow toys from, from all the, you know, the toy sets and shit like that. Um, And so, yeah, it took 10 years too long for this movie to come out. I don't, you know, it would have been a very different movie if it had come, if it had been made back then. Sure. Um, but I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I thought you were going with, you know, cause I, I I've mentioned several times this movie was supposed to come mm-hmm. out almost two years ago. Um, but no, you're right. This movie should have come out. It should have, it should have come out ago. right before or after civil war. When you show this to your kids, um, are you going to stop it before the post-credit sequence or you show them the post-credit sequence and they'll be like, what, what? How? Yes. I'm going to stop it before the post-credit <laughs> sequence. Oh, I actually kind of like the idea of, of just being like, excuse well, me, the, Veep is here. Cause you'll show them Veep first. I do think the, the only thing, uh, the only, the other one that I'm showing out of order, <laughs> I've thought this all through. I'm going to show, um, uh, Ant-Man, and the Wasp before uh, Infinity War, so that so that at the end. Now, <laughs> let, let me be clear: they've already seen Infinity War, 
And Zar has already seen um, Endgame. I don't think Malcolm's seen Endgame yet. Um, but I don't think, in fact, I know for a fact, they've never watched all the movies like back to back. And yeah. oh, wow. and I will make them do this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> will you make them watch Moonraker? Oh, oh. Right, the worst, the worst of the James Bond. Movies. Oh, it's awful! It's so bad. Oh no, it's not. I've, no, it's not. Not by a long shot. <laughs> Moonraker is the movie well, that okay. that Natasha is watching. It's the James Bond movie that Natasha is watching. It also incorporates uh, a lot of skydiving and a mastermind who has a, a invisible tower in the sky. No, mm, yeah, no, true. I'm not going to make the mushroom. <laughs> I, okay, let, let me let me let me tell you. Let me just. <laughs> Let me chime in on this as the old fart in the group. Okay. Okay. You know how, like, with with Doctors Who and James's Bond, <laughs> your first one tends to be the one you 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 know is your quote unquote that okay. character. Now I won't say that I didn't learn to appreciate Sean Connery's Bond, but James, Roger Moore was Bond when I you know the first Bond movie I ever saw was The Spy Who Loved Me, which I still say is one of the best. Um, Moonraker's bad. I, I won't argue that point because it's, I think, was that right after The Spy Who Loved Me? Or it's, it's really close. It's, it was more second or third one. Uh, but I did see it at the movies. And while it's bad, it's nowhere near as bad as, as some of the others. It's, you know, even some of Connery's ones are, are, are pretty mm. bad. But I, I think that, uh, and, and again, send your hate mail to me, folks. <laughs> Uh, Skyfall is worse than Moonraker. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I have two words no. for you. Holly Goodhead. <laughs> <laughs> what, pussy galore isn't enough for you? <laughs> well, she's not in Moonraker. Do you know why I say that Skyfall no, was is awesome worse than Skyfall? No, I didn't, I didn't see the one that came after Skyfall. But um, the way that the villain's girlfriend was murdered... With absolutely nobody blinking an eye, ruined the entire movie. Well, that was kind of the point of the scene. It, but but Bond didn't even. He was just like eh, whatever. There was nothing, nothing. I that totally torpedoed. Was the last time you saw Moonraker? <laughs> when I saw it, the movies when I was eight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think if you watched it now, you'd be like, "This is trash." <laughs> so Yelena is at Natasha's grave. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you moving on. It's a jump into the future after Endgame. And by, by the way, that grave is empty, right? Because her body is on another planet. And what? I'm assuming, I'm saying, yeah, her body was on another planet. She was on another planet when she died. She, she died on uh, Vormir. She didn't die on Earth. How is we don't know that Clint didn't drag her corpse home. <laughs> that might make him a little more interesting. Oh, I am looking forward to the Hawkeye show because... Right, same here. Uh, because uh, I want Rick to take it all back. Because <laughs> Rick has shit on fun. every show. <laughs> and then, and, Even Loki? And then, oh and then, my god, because I missed last week. A few, a few episodes, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, right, it's pretty good. I'm like, oh, I have not shit on every Rick. show, but I, I, okay. I like Loki. I was looking forward to Loki. Would. The only and and the I loved uh, 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 Daredevil. Okay, tell me I was wrong about goddamn Iron Fist. No, 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 no. no I don't think wrong. anybody no. is. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody's leaving to Iron Fist's defense. 
I will say so, I was excited for and, the end of season two of Iron Fist. Because it was the end? I, I was excited that it was I think better. her being Iron Fist would I like actually will watch this show. It actually did get better. Yeah. Like the second yeah. the second half. And but it was season. a little too late because yeah. uh, it was done. So. If it was so she's standing there and, and we and see Valentina Allegra Dave Fontaine <laughs> show up, played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. And uh, of course, we first met her in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Even though this was supposed to come out before that, well, um, what, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's, so it's like my Mister Jen had not seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He still has one, by the way. When we saw the credit scene, he's like, "Who's that? And why is Julie Re- We Dreyfus in this in the MCU?" I said, "It's in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You just have to watch it. She's amazing, even in the two episodes she's in." I started going through it without giving any spoilers, and he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So. She's trying to put together this team that's eventually going to become like the Thunderbolts. And yeah. They're kind of like the Kmart Avengers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, she tells Yelena that she has a mission for her, and she's, she's going to go kill the man responsible for her sister's death, and she shows her a picture of Hawkeye. So that's setting up for Yelena to be in the Hawkeye series later this year. Yep. Um, but wouldn't the Avengers or what's left of them, wouldn't they have highly publicized that she had sacrificed herself to save uh, the universe? No, no, because, no, because Why in the, the world would uh, they do that? Okay, well, number one, the Hawkeye TV series is actually going to take place when he's still Ronan. That's already been established, so it's that hasn't happened. Uh, it's I don't know. They're saying he's still going to be Ronan or something, and it's well, going to lead up to how she because... I know. It's, I was like, how is that going to work? Considering they just she had go that scene. Where, who knows? I don't know. She's going to go. The she's going to go find Ant Man and get some pin particles to go back in time. It's a show. They can show flashbacks where part of it is, is present day, quote unquote present day, and part of yeah. it is still Ronan. Like it's not. That's not. You're, You'll be able to tell when he's Ronin because that's when he'll be killing people of color. Because that's all Ronin did. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to be basically an edge lord, but you know, yeah. <laughs> he's going to have a ridiculous haircut, and he's going to be cutting people down. I suspect they're going to do flashbacks to some of his time as Ronin, and mm-hmm. things that he did then are going to come back to haunt him, quote unquote, in the series. And he'll have to deal with the fallout of his actions as Ronin now that he has returned to the persona of Hawkeye and he is training an archer sidekick. Yep. I don't. Yeah, like Kelly Science will be like, do you know I'm a woman of color? And then it's just so weird they made that choice with Hawkeye. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, he kills a Mexican cartel and a bunch of Japanese people. Why? Why? Ugh. Russo's. <laughs> Sean? Yes, I'm here. I have a request. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know that the next Patreon pain fest that we're going to sit through is the people under the stairs. <laughs> Classic. After that, I'm requesting Moonraker. <laughs> I will happily come back. Oh. I, it's my third time watching Moonraker. Oh, I haven't I seen it I've forever seen. either. I, but, know, I've, you know. I've probably seen it once and have no memory of it. See, the, the main thing that I remember from that film, besides the, the skydiving stuff, is... Jaws and the little pigtail girl floating off into space. 
Why does this conversation keep going back to Moonraker? <laughs> Moonraker is the template for the movie we're talking about. Nobody it like, literally yeah. is the template for the movie. It we're is talking about. totally. So no. Did Yelena? I'm not. Did Yelena get dusted? I, I was. I was uh, wondering. They didn't if really say. Um, yeah. So I, I was wondering if that had something to do with um, why she would. So. If she could be manipulating her into thinking that Clint killed uh, Black well, Widow. She's, she's manipulating. What does that have he, to do with the blip? Because she wasn't around. I don't know. Well, okay. So you're asking, would it be common knowledge how Black Widow died? No, it wouldn't be. Would, what's her name, uh, Val know how she died? Yes, she definitely mm-hmm. would. Oh, yeah. What is the point of her sending uh, Yelena to attack Hawkeye, unknown. I don't because I don't yeah. I don't know. It will all it all it will take is a conversation to clear this up, and I don't. If she's really trying to be a better person, quote unquote, and not just a killer, it is unlikely that she <laughs> she will just murder an Avenger based on the say so of this <laughs> chick when she knows that the two of them were friends. Mm-hmm. Like there would at least be a conversation well, also, of why'd you do it? Why did you what? You know, like I I don't know, and and Bell seems like a master strategist by all, so far. So I I don't know what the what her what her plan is exactly. And remember that this is one in, instance of this movie coming out way after it was supposed to. That was supposed to happen before we met her in. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, still, so I don't know that that matters. It still kind of worked. I, I think. Well, the thing is, it's 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 kind of the same thing she did in the in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, no, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, she's clearly just grooming him to be a tool, <laughs> but he's not. Well, well, she's sowing chaos, is what she is. I, what it seems to me, she's doing. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think she's sowing. I think she is. I think she is. Um, I think she is sculpting her little pawn puppets, but mm-hmm. she hasn't really done anything with U.S. Agent yet. She's 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 setting her pieces up, but sending her after Hawkeye puts a piece in play, which means that she has something, mm. some goal that she's trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah. right. My suspicion is I, th- they're making it fairly clear that you know, since Val is already starting to put together a team, she's got U.S. Agent, which is a Captain America knockoff. She's got uh, Yelena, which is a Black Widow knockoff. She is putting together, as we mentioned, a version of the Thunderbolts. Now, there have been times in the comics where the Thunderbolts were a, a team of heroes, but there was a very noteworthy time where Norman Osborn, uh, he set aside his green goblin identity and took on the identity of iron Patriot. And he formed a team of thunderbolts and they were all villains. Hmm. I and forgot he, about that. Yeah. He was using them to like, you know, play hero stuff, but you know, a villain is a villain is a villain. You had Wolverine's uh, villainous son as the new Wolverine. Um, you had bullseye as Hawkeye. And I can't remember the rest of the team. But Bullseye as Hawkeye, really and he was he assumed the persona of Hawkeye. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I really get the feeling that they're and th- this they they might be planning like far ahead for this. If she's putting together a team of Thunderbolts, that's going to shape up to be a pretty solid uh, antagonist 
for a future Avengers movie where they can have a team of Avengers versus a team of knockoff Avengers or evil yeah. Avengers. I know they don't have the rights to Norman Osborn, so they're not, I don't know. Don't well, that. Well, well, technically, oh. they do because Shag- uh, Sony has given them the rights to Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, kind just of, Spider- but just oh. just Spider-Man, not all the villains well, and stuff because the, they're, the characters- they're using them to create their sinister. So, are we talking evil series. Avengers or just <clears throat> duped and manipulated <laughs> Avengers? I think they were called the Dark yeah. Avengers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, oh my yeah. god, you people are giving me a yeah. headache. <laughs> They're called the Bizarro Avengers. I'm, just, I'm saying, no. I'm saying, there's a difference between bad guys and good guy or guys who think they're doing Suicide Squad are not good guys, but uh, yeah. but uh, you know, a team of manipulated people into thinking they're doing the right thing is different. And I think since they don't necessarily have have the rights to Green Goblin, um, I. I wonder if that's why they have uh, the character of Val, who is a character from the comics, but I'm not familiar with her. But if she's forming the team instead of Norman Osborn, that's a that's a quick uh, uh, substitution right there. Um, I would I would not at all be surprised if when we get to the Disney Plus series of Armor Wars, by the end of that uh, season, we have a um, a Thunderbolts. Uh, version of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And General Ross turns into the Red Hulk. <laughs> He's got Blonsky. That, and we're we're going to be seeing Blonsky pretty soon. Yeah. Well, hold on. John doesn't watch trailers. <laughs> yeah. Right? So John doesn't know that. Oh, is, well, is he knows that, it now. <laughs> that, Don't that, say anything more about what that what that is. Is that the abomination? <laughs> is that him? Me, I don't. I don't well, know. stop. Don't, don't. <laughs> just if I'm asking the question, I want the answer. Is that is that the abomination? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I listen to other shows and they've discussed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I've listened to other shows and they've discussed it. It's fine. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't you. And I'm not. I. I it, no. It's, so they. It, yeah. So it's the uh, abomination is showing up at the end of Shang Chi fighting Wong. Is that? Is that? Is that right? At the trailer, yes, yeah, all right. yeah. I mean, I yes, I do try to avoid spoilers, uh, but I'm not going to. You know, <laughs> I recognize that the world does not revolve around me, and they make it. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> but I appreciate I appreciate all of your all of your consideration. Is Tim Roth going to be in the mocap suit? Is what I want. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they cast somebody else. So. Um. A couple of trivia items I came across. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's husband, of course, is uh, Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. And he's a big Marvel fan. He refused to run lines with her because he did, he wanted to avoid spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Olga. I can't pronounce her last name. Don't want to try. Uh, she's the, She played uh, Antonio. Okay. She played Antonio Drakoff. And uh, she was in the top three contenders to play Wonder Woman, and it went to. I, I'm I'm not surprised she she looks yeah. the part for sure. All right, she was great uh, in Oblivion, and uh, ironically, she was the only actress in the movie who actually could speak Russian, and then she didn't even speak. Hmm. Yeah. Colin Colin Jost <laughs> was, was there. Colin Jost was great in uh, uh, 
Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Movie. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> was there a discussion of Taskmaster earlier in this episode before I managed to come in? No, no. It kind of kind of went over that. So well, go ahead. And, and go ahead. well, no, it makes total sense because that was an absolute waste of a character. So to ignore <laughs> discussion of it is well, basically what the movie did. Okay. So. All right, all right. I... Taskmaster is a whack character. Oh, you can just copy whatever because you're a guy. Whatever. Boring. So, all right, so, all right, so are you saying you don't like this take, or you do like this take? This take is as good as it's gonna get, really. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're putting him in a Deadpool movie where he can just be like truly ridiculous, I, it kind of reminded me of what they did with Mandarin in uh, Iron Man Three, where they just completely, uh, completely ignored the comics and just did something different. They didn't completely and ignore the comics. Nobody liked the. the <laughs> I, all right, so I was fine with the Taskmaster, this version of it, um, because it's it's. It's a reason that he can do, quote unquote, he can do <laughs> what he can do. Mm. <laughs> uh, it was fine. I didn't, uh, you know, I should have seen the twist. I didn't, I didn't see the twist. Uh, it ended the way it had to end. I was fine with it. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the highlight of the film, um, but it was fine. As someone that didn't see trailers, when you saw Taskmaster doing stuff, you're like, "Whoa, this is cool." Because I was like, this would have been cool if I hadn't already seen it. Um, yes, I thought it was cool. <laughs> because I'm, I'm well, to live in that world. Uh, the only thing that I was pissed off about is it made it look like it was a dude the whole time. And then when they showed it, it was actually a you know Olga in there. And I'm like, how did she? What? That, that, okay. Yeah, I actually thought it was a robot. I actually thought it was a robot for a little while. Well, I mean, what made it a dude? Because the shape of the outfit look made it look like it was a muscular Captain America ripoff. Look, sexual dimorphism is largely a social construct. And, mm. and there's there's a reason for that because you know while they were filming, it was a man in the suit performing well, all the stuff. Yeah, there. I knew that, but the, so, then they you went, oh, and it's a chicken there. I'm like, oh, okay. That that's them at the end saying, and guess what? Surprise! It's a woman. And I. At the end, for them to reveal, hey, look, it's this person. Not that it really matters, because we've given this character of Taskmaster absolutely zero character throughout the movie. Pretty much. They give, they pay lip service to the fact that Taskmaster can see and download information on on fighting styles and, and physical characteristics and abilities and moves, and then you know, perfectly copy them uh, with, with their own body. I, I can't remember what... Um, I can't remember what they refer to it as in the comics, but the Taskmaster's ability to see something performed and then to do it himself—it's—it's it's mimicry. It, it, but it, there, there's already a character that can do that, and she's actually going to be in the Hawkeye TV show. Her name's Echo. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Echo is able to do that as well. But in the comics, the Taskmaster is actually a character, and and I agree that. Taskmaster would have been better as a Deadpool villain because then you can let the character be as wild as they have been in the comics. Um, I, I, for a while, I don't think I have many more, but I had the uh, Joe Kelly, Ed McGinnis run of, of Deadpool for like the first few dozen issues I had. And he faces off against Taskmaster and, and that fight is a lot of fun to, to read. But in this movie, you could have removed the 
the, the color scheme and the outfit for Taskmaster and just put on a um, a generic suit of armor like all the rest of those uh, goons had at the end of the movie. And it would have been the same character. This didn't have to be Taskmaster. It could have just been a good fight person. And and it would have changed nothing about the story whatsoever. What so, good fight person would you throw in there? What no, just, ge- just generic fight person, not based on a comic character, just... Oh, this person's good at fighting. If you went to see an MCU movie and there was just like a person <laughs> who just kept showing up and was good at fighting and they were like, we just made him up. You'd be like, great. That's better. At least it wasn't a giant F and spider. <laughs> big F and spider. Now, big F and spider. Okay. My, my take on it is, is this. After seeing the movie, yes, generic fight person. You know, say, um, you know, Snake Eyes wannabe, you could have called them. And after seeing the movie, I realized it would have changed the story not at all. Do you maybe but, think that because you have an investment to comic book Taskmaster? See, oddly enough, I don't think so. Because unless I'm mistaken, I've read exactly one comic book with Taskmaster in it. And that was that issue of Deadpool. <laughs> I actually, I've actually, never seen him in any other comic book. I've actually but the read a fair amount of the character. I enjoy. Like I like, I, I, I like that character from the comics. Yeah. I loved him in Agent X, and I, I, I thought this was fun. I like the concept of the character, but I think that the biggest thing that Taskmaster did in service of this movie was to get people excited during the trailers. Point. Yeah. Yeah, Not I don't me. think they. This is I, new. I don't think they're gonna make a. There's no way that they're gonna make an MCU movie, and the and the villain that they fight at the end is not gonna be somebody from the comics. Yeah, some random dude. And and yeah. they also, they, I mean, I wouldn't call it an emotional arc, but you do get this character from point A to point B, so that you know the next time you see this character, they're they're starting at a point B that you might care about. I didn't really. I, I hate to say it. I didn't really care about her. I, I, am I a bad person for that? I don't. Know. <laughs> eh. Well, there was no character. No, I mean it was barely a character. It was she was it was it was yeah. You know, she was the definition of things that happened to her as opposed to things that she did. Mm-hmm. But even in that, I, mean, I was yeah okay. I mean, there's well, <laughs> I, when I saw when I saw that uh, uh, Natasha had killed this little girl. And now the dude that she was trying to go after is still alive. When they revealed that Taskmaster was that little girl, I was completely unshocked. I didn't see it coming, but when it happened, I was like, well, of course she is. <laughs> I think that's probably where I was. I was I didn't see it coming. But, I, I mean, I was, I don't know if I was like, pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, I, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised that they did something that I didn't see coming. I was like, oh, all right, you got me. You got me because that's that's a that is a rare thing in a comic book movie, even though I'm not, you know, I haven't really read the comics in 20 plus years, 30 years. Uh, and they are they do change things up in the MCU. You, you know, there's a bit of a formula, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, you see, I was I was exactly the opposite. I was like, at no point did I give any thought whatsoever to who was in, t- in the Taskmaster costume. I didn't, I didn't either. I didn't either. Well, yeah, like I said, I thought I was a robot. I, I really did. I didn't think there was a person in there at all. And, and I just I couldn't have cared less because Taskmaster was, uh, you know, I, I know the word. 
but that's about the extent of my, uh, you know, people I, I saw mention that Taskmaster is the villain, but I didn't do any research on it. And so as someone with absolutely no idea who the character was supposed to be, I thought it being her yeah. was just fine. Uh, I have to go watch Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> a true story. Um, but I really hope when I listen to this episode, the rest of it is just talking about Rick Mason and his connection to the Tinkerer from Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. No, yeah. No, yeah. The, the guy that uh, the guy that was her uh, fixer or whatever that was hooking her up with the planes and stuff like that. In the comics, his father is the Tinkerer from uh, the Spider-Man comics. Folks, as soon as this podcast is over, I want you to head over to patreon.com slash infinite potato because that's where the party continues. Uh, our patrons get some great perks like early access to episodes, special movie reviews, uh, apparently Moonraker. <laughs> and, yes! And I'm planning a, uh, a hangout with those on our on our premium level sometime in the very near future. Uh you can join for just $3 a month, and if you donate 5 or $10 a month, you'll be thanked on the podcast as a producer, which is the case for Bullet Bengal, Jeff Hughes, Tom Corcoran, Dale Goodall, and Brandon Ushio. So thank you all for your donation. It helps to buy stuff like better streaming services and better recording services like uh, like what we're using right now. So, um, so go check that out at patreon.com slash infinite potato. Rick, thank you very much for being here tonight. My pleasure. Sorry, I had to step away for a bit there. Uh, kids and dogs and stuff. But uh, if you want to hear me less interrupted, you can check me out on Starbase 66 or Open the Iris or that Star Trek podcast. Uh, or what is this one? This is that super fan talk podcast. Right? Yes. I do so many damn shows. I don't even remember who the hell I am half the time. Uh, and also uh, the, the Prime Direction, which will come back again soon. I know I just released one a while ago. I'll do another one soon. All right. <laughs> Jen, thank you for being here. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of all over the place on the Infinite Potato Network, so you'll hear me someplace, sometime, somewhere. I'm here. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scott? Sorry, I was late. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but th- thanks for letting me jump in, even though uh, I wasn't here at the top uh, for for full episodes rather than just partial episodes of me. Uh, you can tune into other episodes of this very show, that Star Trek podcast. Every once in a while, I'm there, uh, and I am uh, still cooking up and gathering uh, what will be season one of I'd Watch That for a Dollar, the uh, upcoming uh Infinite Potato Alliance podcast, where I discuss movies that I bought at the dollar store for, wait for it, a dollar. The the Twitter account for that show uh, was created uh, just this afternoon at the time of this recording. Uh, So, you know, things are beginning. It means we have an actual uh, official bona fide logo now. Um, So anyone who wants to uh, get on board with that and be ready in case the show decides to put out any tweets, then you can find that show on Twitter at dollar movie pod. No spaces, all one word. Uh, And if you want to see more of my artwork and not just the logo that I made for that podcast, you can check out my uh, graphic artwork, Twitter 
at Planet Rise or my website, www.planetrisecreative.com. All righty. And John, thank you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> Where can we find you? <laughs> uh, I am also on the Infinite Potato Alliance Network as slash on slash hosting Captain Game Show. The inf- <laughs> the infinitely trivial. No. Actually, you know what? Infinitely trivial is not a bad tagline for my game show. No, it's not. Damn it. <laughs> it is a trivial wordplay because it's a show. It's a show. You should, you should listen to it. <laughs> good show all right and uh philip thank you for being here i know you had to step out but uh that's gonna do it for this week remember that you can contact us on facebook and twitter just go to our website at infinitepotato.com click on the links uh that'll take you everywhere that we are and if you're so inclined go to apple Podcasts or whatever service that you use to get the show um subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star rating and a review that goes a long way toward helping new people find the show and be sure to join us next time on that super fan talk podcast. When you might hear John say, um, I know it's like a black widow episode and I wanted to kind of get in the mindset. So I actually went to, uh, my local movie theater. I didn't see the movie in the movie theater, but I just asked them if I could have one of their marquees, like one of the posters from outside. And they said, yes. So it's, it's actually hanging in the, on the wall across from me now. And I've got a little, a little post-it note in the corner. This is um, such a poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I am embarrassed at the laugh that you just got. <laughs> me too. Honestly, I just thought of that because I didn't have anything written for the mighty John's evening. So you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Brought to you by infinitepotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.